0: Uh, Those of you who are heading from Manhattan tonight after the rally to the Long Island area, uh the amazing Pua institution, the Pua Institute, the the Pua organization, has a benefit barbecue. You heard that correctly, a barbecue in the middle of the nine days happening in Lawrence, New York at the home of the Honig family, starting at eight PM. You're invited to their home in Lawrence for a seum and barbecue that will benefit the vital work of the Pua organization. It has been a while since we have featured their work here at JM and the A.M. Their leader is Rabbi Gidon Weitzman, who is in the United States, visiting from Israel, and joining us here on a Wednesday at JM and the A.M. Rabbi Weitzman, welcome to JM and the A.M. Thank
1: you very much. It's good to be back here, Nachum.
0: It has been a while since, we, uh, since we've spoken on the air. You told me off the air it's probably around 15 years or so. <laughs> Something like I would that. bet your organization has grown <laughs> tremendously oh, <wow. laughs> since then. <laughs> I think there was a time. Tell me if I'm right. Wasn't there a time when your organization, uh, held, uh, events or, or designated a specific Shabbat when it came to Parsha Shmos? When it
1: came to uh, the Parsha that references Shifra and Pua in the Parsha? Sure. I mean, we've been around uh, Pua for over 20 years. Uh, we started in, in Yerushalayim, which is still our center, and uh, we have a wonderful office here in New York. We have an office in Los Angeles, in Paris, and in Israel for many years. Parshat Shemot has been the, the week where we have our annual conference right. and uh, try to raise awareness. Um, and doing the same here. And uh, as you said, in the past uh, 10 or 15 years here in uh, New York and throughout the United States, we've really raised our visibility and we've been able to help a lot, a lot of couples who have experienced or are experiencing problems in getting pregnant, remaining pregnant, uh, with genetic problems, with intimacy problems, adolescence, and we're able to help them. We've been able, Bezrat Hashem, able to help them, and with your help, to continue helping them. So the Parsha
0: Shmot focus does continue. That's still an important week for the PUA Institute. That's an important
1: week, but every you know what? Every day is important. Right. No, yeah, every, <laughs> every day we have couples
0: coming. A lot of organizations <laughs> identify with a specific time of year, a specific date, and that's yours. Um Um, How did this all begin? Was it a personal tale? Was it a specific situation that came to
1: someone's desk? How did all this start and when? So, in 1978 was the first, born, the first child born through IVF in London by the name of Louise Brown. July the 25th, 1978. It's almost her birthday this week. Right. Um, and really, fertility has flourished since then. It's become in leaps and bounds, especially in Israel. Israel has become really one of the centers for fertility, but also, of course, here in New York and throughout the Jewish world. And as the technology developed, obviously, Jews wanted to avail themselves of it. And more and more couples were coming, more and more questions were arriving at the chief Rabbinate of Israel. And Rav Mordechai Elia turned to Rav Borshtin and said, you've got to really take this, make it, if you pardon the pun, your baby. <laughs> and, um, and you've got to develop a, an institute that's going to be able to, A, answer their questions, B, guide them to where to do, where to go, where's the best place, what should be done. And, uh, C be a very important support system and probably one of the most important things we also do is to supervise, to make, for, make sure that there's no mistakes being made in the lab. I'm actually going to go from here to one of our labs in Manhattan uh, where we're having a tour of the lab to look and to see how we can implement greater standards, higher standards to be able to ensure that there's no mistakes being made in the lab. You know, remember a couple's coming mm. in to have a treatment. Right. They want to make sure that there's no they're, they're very frightened about what's going to happen in the lab, what's going to happen with me. And um, and so the fact that they have supervision that can ensure that there's no mistake, that's a huge support for the couple. That's a huge impetus for them to be able to do treatment. They're looking for that security, those safeguards, and you're able to provide it. Totally. Um, so it started small and
0: grown? I don't even know how one would calculate this, but knowing you, you probably have some type of system. Do we know how many families have grown because of the work of PUA or how many children are out there, and now many of them adults, because of the... Work of PUA over the years?
1: Well, we uh, calculate that worldwide annually we're involved in the birth of about one 1,500 1, Jewish children. Um, many of them here in the States. So we're talking about hundreds of children a year. And in fact, the amazing thing, Nachum, I go to a community, and in a couple of weeks' time, we're going to have a, uh, a Shabbat in uh, in uh, one of the communities here in the New York area. And every Shabbat they have, well, or oh, tonight it's going to happen, I'm going to come after barbecue. I'm going to. someone's going to come <laughs> and say, here's a picture of my kid because of you. All right. So it happens a tremendous amount. I mean, we're, we're thinking of thousands of children and over I the imagine. years. Hashem. And, and there are a
0: lot of great places that are doing great work in this area, in the Jewish world, to say the least. You have some very impressive colleagues, that's for sure, <laughs> uh, but you have really been, uh, first of all, your work in Israel is before anybody else, right? I mean, you
1: sure. were there before anybody was there. Sure. We were. We really were the first to develop this idea, and as you say, we've been followed by others, and right. that's good. There's, there's room yeah. for everybody no to, question do, about to that. do different things and to work together to complement each other.
0: Is it a lot different in Israel than in other parts of the world when, when people go through this whole system or where they seek the type of help
1: that they need? Look, pain is pain everywhere. It's always the same. People are always in, are stu- struggling and suffering and feeling the same. Doesn't matter where you come from. In Israel, just the basis is a little different because of the way the system works is that it's actually, fertility treatment often is free. Uh, unlike here, Bauch Hashem, you know, the government of Israel many years ago made that decision. Yeah. So maybe the financial strain that is also a strain here for couples is a little less. But I think on a personal level, I think poor is very much a personable community uh, uh, organization. And, and those will come tonight and those that hear about it and listen to us today we should know that really the reason that I'm here, I could just do this, by phone, or I could do this by Skype. I think a meeting with person is very, very important. I, I, you know, yesterday a couple came to my office uh, here in New York. I've spoken to them. I've emailed them. We've discussed. There's not a. There's no nothing that can replace sitting in front of a couple and and being part of their story, part of their pain, and hopefully alleviating alleviating that a little bit. Um, And so that's really, really essential part of what we do, and I think that's the same anywhere in the world.
0: You uh, mentioned IVF treatment starting in 1978, the success of it, etc. A lot of people familiar with it in our community. Take the last few years. We're now in 2015. So, I mean, just in the last handful of years, not going back into the 20th century, There must be advances, things that go at a much quicker pace, technologies that do make things more secure and more safeguarded. It must be a completely different world, and I would guess... That as time goes by, every few months there are changes that that benefit the couples who are going through this.
1: Oh, that's so true. And not only do they benefit, but remember that anybody who's dealing in the field has to constantly re-educate themselves. Yeah, boy, to keep up, you, yeah. it's rough. You've <laughs> got to spend a lot of time. It goes doing very that. quickly. Sure, it's it's tough. You know, you think uh, it's tough dealing Duff Duffyomi. You miss right. one day, you it you miss a Duff. <laughs> I mean, if you miss the one journal, then you've missed the whole era of uh, of, of work. Um, there's a tremendous amount of, of, of development in the fact of certain things that we didn't know about before. I think one of the greatest areas that we're talking about today that we weren't talking about 15 years ago was uh, is genetics. We know right. so much more about that in the community. We know much, so much more about how we can solve those problems, how we can identify those problems. I, I'll give an example. A woman came to me uh, a couple of months ago from South Africa. Mm-hmm. Together with her Khatan, they're not yet married. They both have a genetic abnormality. They're thinking, should they get married? Should they not get married? What are their options? So we sat and we opened this up. This goes under the poor umbrella? This goes under the poor umbrella as well. And what, wow. This is what we can do. And I said to her, and I think it's so true, you know what, 20 years ago or 50 years ago, you wouldn't have even known about this. You would have right. got married, never, you would have children who right. either would have been severely, severely disabled or even, wouldn't, even more than that, they right. wouldn't have even survived. And you wouldn't even know about it. And to the fact that today we know about it With the knowledge that we've gained and the ability to treat of that, as you said, that's also on the poor. There's so many things that we've. It's not just being a shomer on IVF; it's it's trying to create healthy families, Um, and that's developed. I'm
0: thinking as you're saying all this, other areas that you need to explore or that you're probably, you know, expert at in the organization. And you alluded to it earlier: counseling in general is a you know for those who are not ready for certain treatments, or those who've gone through it already, or those who have not had success. It must be a, a a constant,
1: you know, type of uh, uh, of consultation with people like you. I mean, that's uh, we're constant couple. We have about 400 calls a day. Through our New York office and our and our Jerusalem office, about four hundred calls a day with emails and all the other communications. Um, many of them are people who come back. Many of the people come, you know, I had a child and I'm now struggling again, or we still ha- we're not successful. What do we do next? And a lot of the counselling is, as we said before, is directing them where to go. Uh, what's the halachic component of that? But also to be a support for them. A lot of people say, "Why do we need to come to pua? We can go to our doctor." Told us. Right. And do ex- There's a lot of things that maybe you know you need to go to some other expert. You need to get another second opinion. But that social, that that support, that being someone a shoulder to cry on, achisemek ezer is something that you can't replace. The doctor that's not their his or her spec. the his or her spec is to get you have a baby right. and with all due
0: respect to doctors and many of them we know are phenomenal but uh, from the halachic perspective nobody has the experience you have so you know meaning your organization so
1: and we also sat with all the gedolim you know throughout the generations uh, I Arif. assume
0: both in Israel and outside of Israel sure
1: Rav Shlomo Zalman Rav 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 all of the gedolim of the past generation and the mam today and, and this country with Rav, Belsky, with Rav with Rav Shechter with uh, uh, the Puskim from the Aguda, we've really had a lot of uh, discussions with a lot of Gedolim, and to be able to come to say what is appropriate for this couple.
0: Um, I, 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 I ask about the differences between Israel and outside, and we're told not to do that, but <laughs> that's why we're told not to do it, because we always do it. Um, <laughs> technologically, is Israel further advanced? In other words... In other words, if someone would have an opportunity, and obviously because of cost and because of insurance situations, normally a couple from outside of Israel can't just go to Israel to do this, and those in Israel would not want to go outside for the reasons you described, et etc. et cetera. But if one had their, their pick of these, you know, of these, um, medical committees, from, you know, that they can go to anywhere in the world. Would they, in fact, choose Israel over other places? Or I Israel? think if,
1: you, if people have a choice, they would choose not to have infertility. Yeah, because that's imagine. probably the best thing. But, but would uh, they
0: choose Israel over other areas, or the U.S. and Israel
1: are basically the same when know, it comes to You I'm not going to me on the spot, because we know that everybody listens to your show, and all the doctors <laughs> are listening now, and then they're saying, what's he going to say about But <laughs> I'm it? curious, so. is, <laughs> there a, is
0: there a vast difference, or basically... Sure. No, I'm,
1: I'm being facetious. Yeah. I think, there, is, is there a difference in actual treatment and, for, and expertise? level of expertise? Yeah. Like, it, look, everywhere is doing Thanks. this in Israel getting, you know, much different and, uh, results, and, and more advanced, uh, you know, acumen than they have here? It's an excellent question. It's one that we get asked a lot. First of all, there's something called fertility tourism. Uh, there was actually an article in the New York Times a few years ago, front-page article, about, and they quoted us um, about people who are going to, not only to do fertility, lots of things, but partly to do with cost and partly to do with expertise. I think that everywhere has a slightly different expertise. I think in America there's an expertise. First of all, people are paying a lot. So if you're paying a lot, uh, so you want plan. to get pregnant as quick as possible. Right. In Israel, and the doctors know that. And the doctors know that. And they're getting
0: paid well for it, right?
1: And in Israel, it's covered.
0: Right. But
1: we're also treating a lot of times older patients. So an older patient who may be in America would be encouraged maybe to stop or to go to a third party or to go to egg donation or other problem, other. The types of treatment right. which have their own ramifications, mm-hmm. halachic and otherwise. Mm-hmm. Maybe in Israel we'll still treat them. So we've had experience this, of couples who have done multiple treatments. There's very few people in America who've done 15 IVFs because it's. The that difference. could happen in Israel. That could happen in Israel. Right. So we've seen things that we haven't seen right. here. Um, that's aliyah vakots, but it's a good thing. Right. And maybe the problem is that maybe there is a motivation to do, to get uh, pregnant quicker. So I think that there's, I think what, I, what is great about poor. Uh, is that we do have this international flavor. So we have we have the Israeli experience, and I can move people from here to there, as it were, or bring experience to here. But we also have the American experience. I know what's going on here, and, and I think often we, I said to my, to my couples, but you know in America they're doing it this way. Great so, analysis of the yeah.
0: benefits of both. That yeah. was really good. Uh, Rabbi Giddon Weitzman is here. We're talking about the PUA Institute. We'll get to the event information in the moment. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored. WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County, at 91.9 on the FM Dial Broadcasting Live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey, around the world on the web, jmnam.org. Before we go to the event, I'm sure others are thinking what I'm thinking as you're saying all this. Uh, didn't we just hear that in Israel a... G- tell me the uh, the age. Was it 65? 65 year old woman gave birth. That was in his Wow. Yes. It was sixty five, right? Was, she
1: was sixty five. Because when you said older
0: correct. couples are being treated, I'm saying to myself, "Wow, <laughs> that's really old." Yeah, that's good. Look no, out
1: tradition. We have a woman who was ninety who got pregnant, right? That's Sarai Maynard. Correct. So yeah. we do have those cases, <laughs> which I um, haven't seen that in a while. <laughs> it's well, it skipped you know four thousand years, um, and I'm not suggesting you had anything to do with the sixty five year old. I'm, I'm just, glad you know, that I wasn't really out couple, um, there are times in which... You know what? That's a good question. I think it's an ethical question. Right. We could look at it in two ways, Nahum, right? We could say um, why should we stop someone having access right. to treatment? On the other hand, I think that we look at that and say theres it should... Science, in some way, should mimic, mimic nature, should okay. mimic HaKadosh Baruch Hu's world. And danger and complications scared yeah. everybody in that that's case. True. But so that's, God, and Baruch Hashem, right. you know what the, uh, you know your, your radio uh, personality, and you know that uh, the the stories that are unusual always make the press. Of course. Most of those don't happen. That's and, a one in a million and story. And this one went viral, to say
0: the <laughs> least. All right, Rabbi gidon Weitzman has made it clear that he would love <laughs> for everybody to be in Manhattan today to uh, participate in the Stop Iran rally. But he also would love, and we'd like to encourage everybody as well, that right after that, you hop on the LIRR. You know, you know there's a train right near sure. there, right? And you go out to uh, the Pua Benefit Barbecue that's happening tonight in Lawrence, New York. The Honig family, they must be magnanimous people if they're opening their home for this event. Baruch Hashem, we have wonderful supporters. Baruch Hashem. The Honig family, Beth and Yehuda Honig, tonight at 8 p.m., invite everybody to Lawrence, New York, for a seum and barbecue to benefit the vital work of the PUA organization. Now, if you look online, and it's PUAonline.org, you'll see the invitation. It's a barbecue. They'll have uh, uh, whiskey tasting, I believe. Uh, there'll be a seum, of course. We don't want to forget that before we get to the barbecue and the whiskey tasting. Um, in fact, Rabbi Weitzman, you're going to conduct the seum tonight.
1: I'm going to do a seum. You know, I spoke, uh, was interviewed on your show uh, recently um, about the seum. You know, we usually don't make seum during the nine days, right. and uh, in fact, it's actually fascinating that if you look in the Shulchan Aruch, it says that for sudat mitzvah you can eat meat. What are the three cases that he gives? Brit Milah. Pidion and Ben and seum. So I think that we see the seum around children get it being born right. seems Makes to be a, g- a good combination. <laughs> we're also going to have a par of option, of course, ah, uh, for those that don't want, uh, who don't want eat, to eat meat or those who are going to miss the seum because they came from the rally and they were there a little right. later. So we're going to have a par of option. Um, And I think for the benefit of Pua, this is a a really good way to show your support.
0: All right, so everybody out there has an opportunity to be there this evening. There's a distinguished list of committee members, a lot of great families represented. Uh, You can see that online as well if you go to PuaOnline.org, and the benefit barbecue takes place this evening, uh, Wednesday night, out at the uh, Honig family on Muriel Avenue in Lawrence, New York. I guess... uh, you would like to hear from people, though, right? If they are planning on coming tonight, you'd like to hear in advance, or should people just show up? What should, um, you, what should people do at this it's point? It's nice that people could let us right. know, but uh, we're happy that anybody just come. All Thank right, you. so come on by. Uh, is there. Tell me about levels of support for PUA, because I'm sure at this point, after all these years and decades practically, uh, you know the average amount of money that's needed to help a family in Israel. What do you normally tell people well, we're talking about it,
1: Remember, no, we're talking about helping families here as well. Right, correct. Um, you know, and we're talking about families in Lawrence. We're talking about right. families in. In in here in Jersey. You know, we're talking about families around America who are being helped. They're not only helping families in Israel. And really other parts of the world as well. I mean, we try to have a very, very low budget. We don't have a fancy building. We have a very skeleton staff. We really, the money that we raise from events like tonight uh, really goes to help couples. And you're talking a few thousand dollars for each person. Can make a big difference. Can make a huge difference. I mean, you know, we have, I have, the greatest job in the world, which is if you can alleviate someone else's pain, you, there's nothing greater. If you can – I have it behind me. We, we can't see it now. But behind me in my, new, in my Jerusalem office, and you're welcome to come, and I'd love to host you. I have a picture. I have pictures and pictures of kids who were born through Pua. You must go to a lot of burses. <laughs> well, that's so interesting. I say to every couple, you know, I'm saving your place on the wall. Right. And when you can put another kid on that wall – there's nothing greater. There's not, you can't put a price on that. I don't always go to a brisk because a lot of people are very wary about, you know, people mm-hmm. say, well, should we invite you or not? So often you go to a brisk because you really do feel that you want to be there. You can't right. say they were helped by poor because right. it's very private. Correct. So they ask, how do you know them? And you make some sort of, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the old, neighbors whatnot, old neighbors. And then the guy gets up at, his, at, the, at the doctor and says, I want to thank poor. and <laughs> <laughs> so, so everybody's different. You know, some people are very private. Some people are very public. But uh, we have to appreciate that people, people uh, look at it differently, people experience it differently. we got to be there for them, whatever, however they experience. it. Okay.
0: All right, the Pua Institute, everybody. <laughs> we know about them for a long, long time. I would suspect it was one of those Parshat Shmot that uh, somebody from Pua was on to discuss the sure. uh, amazing organization. We know that Pua was one of the maidservants in Egypt that specifically made sure that unlike what Pharaoh wanted, where he wanted all the male children killed, uh, both uh Shifra and Pua made sure they would uh, survive that they would sure. live, and uh such a great name we're talking it's tonight
1: about you know we're speaking about the rally you know the rally's right. about it's against power, it's against the destruction, right. but if we didn't have Jewish children, there wouldn't be a Jewish people, so we need to have both so, so we're so go st- to the rally and then come to the bump
0: so tonight we're <laughs> we're uh we're um, we're fighting the present and we are Hopeful for the future. That's great. To say the least. All right. The Pua Institute is online at PuaOnline.org. Tonight's event at the Honig family in Lawrence. It's a benefit barbecue. There'll be a SEAM. There'll be a barbecue. There'll be a PARV option. There'll be a whiskey tasting. You can do whatever you want there tonight. Just come and support and be part of a very, very important event. Uh, and the best way again to donate and to, and for information, et cetera, et cetera, org. That's P-U-A-H online dot org and I want to thank our friend Shimon Weinberg for uh, arranging for Rabbi Weitzman to be here this morning. Rabbi, great to see you. Love you. Love here. your sense of humor. <laughs> love the work you're doing, and you're helping so many thousands of people, both as you said in Israel and in the diaspora. Sure. So continue your amazing work on behalf of the Jewish people. Thank you very
1: much, Nachman, and, and to you, continue your great work for that. the Jewish
0: people. Thank you very much. I appreciate that, and enjoy tonight's barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> Will.